I was just curious if we get bathroom breaks. Beer can and a bunjo, that's obscene. Or cigarette breaks. When an evil theist attacks. YOLO. His motley crew will counter with facts. Brian Allen upon the J. Brian Allen upon the J. Sometimes he fears a deadly asteroid scene. <laughs> or falling in the shower where no one sees. YOLO. Cycles on the bus are Welcome back for another episode. This week, excellent guest, Brian Allen. He is a an atheist, a skeptic. Um, first and foremost, he likes to entertain and have entertaining conversations. He's prolific. He's had many different podcasts that he's both generated himself and many that he's on. He's constantly moving around, video, audio, you name it. He's a super friendly guy. He's got lots of positive things to say. And occasionally, if someone pushes him too far, he, uh, he brings out the ugly stick for him. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy his sense of humor. And uh, I certainly have enjoyed watching him grow stronger as a presence online. I was really proud to have him on the show. This week, Smashlock couldn't be with us, but he wanted to be, and he sends his apologies. Again, a reminder, he's, uh, he's got a lot of stuff on his plate. And I'm sorry this is coming out a little late. Sorry, uh, sorry about that, Brian. Next week's episode, Smashlock returns, and we'll have somebody who's gone to the Human Rights Tribunal in Canada and won a case in our public schools here. This week, Brian is a free thinker. He goes to the beat of his own drum, and he's constantly looking for more knowledge and more ways to sharpen his tools in his skeptics kit. So I hope you enjoy. You'll have lots of laughs. Brian Allen, Apartment J Entertainment. Hi, I'm Rene Chenard. I uh, won a uh, Human Rights Tribunal really to keep uh, Gideon Bibles out of your public school. I listen to Apostasy Now and find out why. Wait a minute. Why should I believe a talking brain? Because I'm very much a skeptic. More, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic than I am an atheist. I mean, atheist is a conclusion based on my skepticism. You'll have to come like a little child to the foot of the cross. That attitude is what is responsible for the rise of atheism. That's not what Islam is all about. Islam is peace. What is the penalty for leaving the Muslim faith? With a death penalty. Thank you. This is apostasy now. For people to get the information correct before they start yap, yap, yapping. Get ready to root for the bad guys. Because with the evidence, all the evidence. Doesn't really matter. It just helps the talking back and forth sometimes. Because if you can see somebody emote, you can be like, oh yeah, you know how to flow with it. Yeah. All right, well, this is my first video chat then. Ever? <laughs> well, recording one. Uh, oh, you're recording video? Just the audio, just the audio. Yeah. So. so how you doing? I'm good. Uh, what are, you, are you recording now, or are we pre-show? Uh, I'm recording now, but okay. if you want me to edit something out, then you No, I don't care. Them. I was just curious <laughs> if we get bathroom breaks during the show or not. 
or cigarette breaks. Oh yeah, if you want. Okay, because if we go for two hours, I'm gonna need a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, and I can't smoke in my house because um, that was part of the agreement with my wife when we moved in, and I had my own office. Was I don't smoke in the office because my old office was like fucking just nicotine stained on the walls. I haven't messed with Call Recorder on um, Mac yet. I just bought a Mac. I normally I use PCs forever, but I just bought a MacBook Air, and I fucking love it for one. But um. Yeah, I haven't messed around with recording on it yet because, I mean, I have a mic and a fucking setup and shit like that that I use, so I can't really plug everything into a little Mac. Uh, I, have found, <laughs> I have found that uh, YouTube has volunteers to tell you about almost anything. Yeah. Really Dude, nice. it feels so shitty, though. When I was back when I first started learning how to do green screen stuff, I was like, how do I do this, like with hair or something like that? And I pull up a video, and it's like, hey, how to remove hair from green screen. I'm like, okay, cool. And it's fucking some 12-year-old Australian kid telling me how to do it, and I feel like a dick. I'm just like, well, I might as well just go sit over in the corner and jerk off because obviously I haven't kept up with technology. Yeah, well, this is my first Mac, too, so it's meant uh, switching everything around for that. But uh, I was also out of the tech game for a few years because my uh, uh, my soon-to-be ex was afraid of technology. She thought people would watch us through all the screens. Did, did, does she know she's your soon-to-be ex? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're separate. Or is she like sitting right there like, what? <laughs> what are you saying about me? The fuck are you talking about soon-to-be? <laughs> yes, she's quite aware. Alrighty, so I'm not sure uh, how much crossover there is with people that listen to my stuff or talk to me and your stuff, so... Give us uh, just a little bit about your uh, how you came to uh, to be a podcaster. Did you introduce the show yet? Uh, well, I'll I'll put an introduction on later. I do. Oh, okay. I didn't have to do that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I fuck uh, videos and or I like talking and entertaining. Um, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan on one hand, and I kind of go along with his same idea of he saw the movie Slacker. And said, well, if that guy can do it, I can fucking do it too. And I kind of felt that way when I saw Clerks. I was like, well, if this guy can do it, I can at least do something. And then he started Smodcast. And I was like, well, I can fucking sit around with my friends and tell dick jokes too. So fucking let's do that. And I started doing that for a minute. And then Lee and I were friends. He's the host of A News. And we kind of were sitting around bullshitting about atheism and just talking about stuff. He's like, I want to do a new show about atheism, but kind of like The Daily Show, but with fuck. And I was like, I'm all for that. I already have an entertainment network that I owned under Apartment J, so um, yeah, let's do that. So we started doing videos, and the videos were fun. I mean, we went from doing – the first video was six minutes long, and we were like, man, that was a long video till the 22nd episode was like 45 minutes long. And we are like, man, we talk a lot. And then he moved to New York, and I was like, well, you're not here to shoot video with anymore, so let's just shift it into a podcast. So that's where A News came from. Apartment J was already running at the time as a podcast, and I'd done before what currently exists. Um, I'd done, I used to do five shows a week with my wife and other friends and things like that. We had five different types of shows that we were doing, and those kind of whittled down so I could focus on some of the other ones. And there's going to be a Apartment J is also on a pause right now until I figure out if I'm just going to morph that into the video game show because I'm going to be doing a, um, a video game type tech industry show. With a bunch of my friends, that's um, going to be more of a big focus because Lee focuses mostly on A News. That's his where he hangs out, and I hang out with everything else in the business side of Apartment J. And I wanted to do video game stuff because I like video games, and I, I, I like more than more than liking playing video games. I really like talking about shit in video games. 
So, yeah, and I mean, being a podcaster is no different than just being someone that likes to talk. You just happen to have a mic in front of you. That's true. Hey, you're taking the magic away. (laughs) There's no magic. Anybody anybody could do this shit, as we've seen with the thousands of podcasts that pop up. I mean, I've been doing this for three or four years now, and just in the time that I've been doing that, like with the shows I've done and canceled and started new shows – you see thousands of people just popping up with blog talk radio with um, doing live video things with Google Hangout, shit like that. And I mean, although I, I hate saying that anybody can do it because it, it makes anybody do it and that saturates the fuck out of the market. But if people have stuff to say, there's an audience for anything. So, Well, the truth is that if, if, if you keep at it long enough and you build an audience, that means that people are listening because you have that something to say. Yeah. Because like you say, there are a lot of people, but I know it's a lot of people after a few months. Like, I think Robert Darby is uh, kind of hinting he thinks that he's not sure if I'll keep doing this. <laughs> you know, dumb down atheist. Yeah, I know Darby. <laughs> he had me on an interview, uh, and I think I marveled him a little bit. I was in the back of my—I'm a truck driver. I was sitting in a truck stop, the back of my truck. I hooked my cell phone signal in through my Mac. I was talking to him live. Uh, in Australia for the interview. And he doesn't think you're going to keep doing it? Uh, He's joking around with me about it a little Uh, bit. Yeah, it's one of those things where a lot of people think that you get on the internet and you get instant gratification. It doesn't happen. That doesn't happen like that. Like, there there are, it's few and far between that you become an instant success. I mean, even Jenna Marbles, who's one of the top highest paid internet personalities on YouTube, didn't pop until she did like one specific video. Like she was doing it for a while and she just had her core little, you know, like 5,000 views, whatever. And then she made one video called How to Trick People into Thinking You're Good Looking. And that shit spread around a lot. And that was her break moment. And I mean, everybody gets that chance. I mean, and nobody only gets one chance either. You'll make good shit, you'll make bad shit. And you just got to keep doing it, is my, my look at it. I mean, eventually they're either going to not listen to you because you're just putting yourself out there all the time, but they still know who you are or they're going to all fucking tune in. So yeah, kind of, I kind of go Jack Sparrow on that. Like you're the worst podcaster I've ever heard of, but you have heard of me. <laughs> that's right. So, I mean, that's kind of my mentality. I mean, if people don't like what I talk about or I say dicks, dicks, dicks or whatever, fucking Okay. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm having fun, and I'm not getting paid to do it. You and uh, Lee, you were friends from way back, right? Yeah, we've been friends since 2000. Yeah. And that's, uh, like you say, that you guys started it together. A-News. We started A-News together. Um, I had Apartment J since about 2004, 2005. I used to do club events, and I did, like, you know, parties and stuff like that at clubs. Because I used to have a party apartment where I would um, just people would just show up and fucking whatever the fuck's going on in apartment. Let's go to apartment J and see what's going on. And I never locked the door. I would wake up in the morning, walk into my living room. And there's like three people I didn't know playing video games and shit. I'm like, who are you guys? And they're like, I don't know. They said this is a cool thing to do. And I'm like, it is very cool. Uh, have you seen the vodka? And they're like, yeah, it's in there. And I'm like, did you drink any of it? And they're like, I had a little bit. I'm like, okay, cool. Just pick up more later. We're fine. And it kind of escalated from that to where at one point in time, a club owner came over to one of the parties and they were like, you can get this many people to an apartment. And I was like, yeah, they like it. And they were like, she's like, do you want to do it at my club? And I was like, yeah, I want to do that too. (laughs) So 
Alright folks, this is Brian Allen here. Um, we are doing a new podcast. It's called Digging Up the Dead. And it's going to touch on a lot of different topics about the undead. And I know I'm an atheist and I do atheist podcasts. And I think more just the mythology and the funny stuff in the movies and all that horror fiction type stuff is really interesting. But I know absolutely nothing about it. We did some club events and stuff like that. Um, I mean, me and him have known each other off and on. Like, there was time periods where we weren't hanging out for, like, you know, a year or two at a time just because where our circles didn't cross. But then um, right after I was working somewhere, I can't remember where the fuck it was I was working at, but I left that restaurant job to, um, I was just like, I'm done with restaurants, blah, blah, blah. I want to focus on shit I really like doing. I was never happier than I was when I was doing Apartment J stuff. Apartment J was doing entertainment, so podcasts are the next logical step to entertainment. So um, I made a shitty fucking version of Apartment J, the website, like from back then. I mean, it was it wasn't even a, like a WordPress base. It was all hard coded HTML, and I had to update the RSS feed manually, all that shit. And that was annoying as fuck. That's why I'm happy WordPress exists because it automates all that shit for for you. But he knew I was doing that, and we were, I was just like, dude, we haven't hung out in a while. I'm not working anywhere right now. We should hang out. So I went over to his house, and we hung out for a little while. And he was like, yeah, I want to do this video thing with A-News, but I don't know anybody that has cameras. I don't know anybody that can do that. And I was like, I have cameras and um, uh, a website and everything else. He was like, would you want to do it there? And I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking A-News, new property of fucking Apartment J. Let's go. So we ran with it, and we're 50-50 on A-News. So. Well, A-News, you guys have been doing some impressive stuff with that, too. Uh, to, uh, <laughs> well, I think so. I mean, uh, that uh, unpleasant bit that you had to run about uh, the secular party. Yeah, a lot of people would have just stayed quiet about it or tried to stay out of the way. So that, yeah, there was a big issue with that because he messaged me and he was like, "Dude, we've got some stuff going on that I just received messages about." And my whole thing was, "We have to be fair." Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, we have to give them the opportunity to have the same floor. Because I really hate it when any website publishes an article and then they get proven wrong and they print like a small retraction like a month later. Yeah. Like the, the big explosion isn't as big as the, the fucking retraction. So I was like, you know, if we're going to do this, they need to have the same sounding floor. So we messaged, um, we messaged Flash the night before that happened. Before we went live with it, I was like, listen, this is going out. Just so you know. We'll give you the first opportunity to come on and fucking debunk any of what we're reporting on. Everybody, you know, we didn't mention the National Atheist Party, everybody, or the Secular Party of America. We mentioned all of them. Like, hey, you have the same floor. We're yeah. just voicing the news. And the next day after it went live, they admitted to it. They didn't even request to show up and talk about it. They were just like, our bad. We fucked up. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Flash admitted to it and then deleted it. I still I don't hate Flash as a person though. I mean I've always liked. I mean he's been on Apartment J before. He's been on A News before. I think he's a nice guy. I just think that shit got fucked up, and they could have done it completely differently because their voting body was six hundred fucking people. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I guess sometimes people's heads just get into the situation and they can't. If they could just step back for a second, you know. Well, I'm not even sure if it was their heads got into it. It was we need to change the name of this party for the betterment of the party, and. We have a lot of really adamant people that can't see past the atheist cloud yeah. that can't understand why it would benefit the whole to sever the arm. You know, yeah. like it's one of those things where you've got to cut something to benefit the rest. And that was one of those issues where they, instead of 
just saying, hey, fuck it, we changed the name and piss off the 600 people that voted for not changing the name. They pissed off 3,500 fucking members yeah. by lying about it. Probably not a good idea. Uh, very much so. <laughs> very much so. It's, it's always better to just be honest and, and risk the fucking pissing someone off. And uh, I'm not sure how much you were involved, but uh, he always calls you his sidekick. So when the uh, peace talks were being talked about, I'm sure on some level you were involved in all that. Uh, which ones? With the um, A-plus peace talks? Yeah. Yeah, I made fun of him a lot for that. Because <laughs> he can't. He was like, we need to do something about this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Until we all put on fucking uh, our anti-men banners and cut our dicks off, nobody's going to listen to us on that side. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I, me and him have each other's back 100%. Like, I will back him because we're 50-50 in A-news. If he decides to do something, and I think it's really fucking retarded, I always have the veto power of the company. But because I kind of run apartment J like a socialist dictatorship, yeah, <laughs> which means everybody has equal put, but I still have one more put, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things, but it's it's not really like that because I never say no to anything really. Yeah, I'm a very willing uh, person. He's like, hey, I want to do this thing, and I'm like, sounds sounds crazy. Let's try it. Fuck it. Well, yeah, that's yeah, I have listened to you guys for a couple of years now, and one of the traits. That I've picked up on you is that you don't get threatened very easily. By what? Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, you ask, for instance, you ask questions. You're talking to someone maybe who's an expert, and you'll ask a question, and sometimes they'll joke around at your expense about it. But guess what? The question's asked, and you learn what you want to know. I've watched you yeah. continually do that. If you want to know something, you don't really give a crap if someone thinks it's a, you know what I mean? Like some people will yeah, not yeah. ask the question, so they'll pretend to know. Well, if I don't know something, I don't know it. I actually really want to know it. Today, actually, here's a funny story. So I had to go to a relative's wedding today. I'm really happy for them. They got married. Wish them best of luck. It's a very religious wedding. Okay. It was in a little fucking middle of nowhere church. Like it used to be, it's a converted school from like 200 years ago. Like one of those old little board wall churches or whatever. Yeah. Nice wedding, nice everything. Ceremony lasted about 20 minutes. I guarantee about 13 minutes of that were prayers. Done wow. by the the administrator or whatever, whoever the the aficionado, whatever the fucking officiator. That yeah. word, yeah, that person. <laughs> they did that, and then they also wanted to do a sand ceremony you know, where you mix sand and shit in the glass. Okay, <laughs> so they're doing that, and the lady, because that's obviously not a traditional Christian thing to do, is do the sand mixing and blah blah blah. So she kept adding God, like she had her own little jar of sand, like you add God in here. And God in here, and God in here, mixing the sands together. And I was like, that's fucking horseshit. But then she, she <laughs> tried to say that. Well, she tried. She was like, you know, I don't really know the history about it. Most common belief is it comes from ancient Egypt and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, motherfucker, I got Wikipedia on my phone. I can find this shit out for you in 30 <laughs> seconds. You could have asked anybody in this room under 50. Hey, you know about the sand yeah. ceremony thing? Do you know where that came from? Because I want to vamp a little bit about it before I do it. Not a fucking, she could have just... I don't know. I don't. I, she could have researched it. Fucking two seconds. Yeah. She's just making up shit. And I'm like, well, you know, because then after, as soon as the wedding was over, first thing I did get on my phone, sand ceremony. Where did that come from? She probably guessed Egypt because there's sand there. Yeah. Well, it's an, <laughs> it's an ancient ceremony with tombs and shit like that handed yeah. down. Egypt. That sounds right. Yeah. There's sand in <laughs> Egypt. Therefore, Egypt. I've noticed that uh, my background, I don't know about yours, my background is uh, evangelical. 
I've noticed that they're very comfortable in the church just saying something and worrying about the yeah. details later. Yep. Can you still Sorry, hear me? I get up and, no, yeah, yeah. I've got, <laughs> okay, I've got wireless headphones so okay. I can hear anywhere. I just walk over to my... I have a mini fridge right across the room. Oh, nice. So that's where my beers are. You got so a much, to, much nicer setup than me. <laughs> dude, my original... <laughs> We'll get back to the evangelical thing in a second. My original office was literally a fucking closet. It was a three-by-four-foot room that I, I managed to wedge an L-shaped desk in there to put a fucking computer monitor on. And then my wife was like, I really want to buy a house. And I was like, I, I would like that too. And she was like, why do you care? And I was like, I, I own an office. And then we found this house, and I was like, this room is awesome. And she was like, that's the master bedroom. I was like, yeah, but the other bedroom has a vanity. And she went in there and looked, and it was a big open room with a gigantic mirror. And she was like, you can have the fucking master bedroom. I don't give a shit. I want this giant room with a ba- this giant bathroom. Perfect. So I have a master bedroom as my fucking office. I have a fucking 14-foot green screen behind me painted on the wall and fucking two giant softbox lights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, a, I have a little mini studio. So you can do the different types of video effects that you want if you're going on to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I cut in Premiere if I cut. I, I do uh, effects and um, After Effects, but I haven't even done video in a while since Lee left, really. I did, like, one, but it was just kind of like, a, hey, this is what's going on, blah, blah, Um I miss doing video. I have no crew. Like, if I want to do any video, I have to hook the camera up to a computer to focus it because I don't shoot, like, with a webcam. Yeah. I have, like, a nice um, DSLR to shoot on. And separate mics and all that shit. And for one person to do that, it's a little bit of running back and forth. <laughs> so I just I'm, I'm I guess I'm lazy. Maybe maybe that's why I became a, maybe that's why I started doing podcasts because I can just turn on a mic and start talking and I don't have to theater of the mind. Yeah, but you but you do editing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's not lazy. I've done editing. <laughs> yeah, cut. well, every show that I do is cut to some extent. If if anything, just to take out silences. Because I hate pauses in conversation whenever it's like, even like the millisecond between when somebody else is getting ready to talk, if you tighten that up a little bit, it sounds more fluid Yeah. to me. Anyway, back to you being evangelical. <laughs> well, what's your background? I know you've talked about it before, I'm sure you've been um, doing this a long time. In, I grew up in Christian school. Um, I left Christian school in eighth, eighth grade was my last year in Christian school. So, no, I'm sorry. Seventh grade was my last year. Eighth grade, I was in public school. So I went to Christian school for a long time, and I got kicked out of church when I was 16. They said, please don't come back. You're asking questions that we can't answer, and you're scaring the other kids. Wow. Because I was like, hey, because they, well, they first said, can he just sit in the back of the room and not talk? <laughs> in the youth group. Like in the youth Are group you meeting. serious? Yeah, that, I was told that, like, you need to stop saying things because you're just asking questions we can't answer. And it's bothering other kids because we can't answer them, blah, blah, blah. So just stay in the back and don't talk. Because that was when I was really, like, hardcore, like, I guess a goth kid or a cyberpunk kid, whatever you want to call it. Because I was like, you know, fucking this is dumb. I don't believe in magic, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I still had, my parents were still making me go to church. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I don't want to sit back here and fucking not do anything. So I'd be like, I got to quit. Teacher, hey, 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 teacher, teacher. Why does this not equal that in this thing? Did you turn the page? Because it's a different story on the next page. <laughs> like, well, that's a good question, Brian. We'll get into the minute. By the way, and they just fucking swing over to another topic. And I'm like, you're fucking distracting people. Yeah. You're, you're, you're no better than the fucking guy that sells shit on fucking QVC. Like, you're just doing shitty at it. 
And I did that for a while and they were like, please be quiet. So I would sit in the back and not say shit. I was like, I'm just, I felt like I was like just doing my time. Like, all right, I got an hour in here. Yeah. Do stuff. You're counting, you're watching your watch. How long to yeah. get it? And then they would go, we got him now. Hey, Brian, what do you think about this? And I would <laughs> fucking tell them. Because they, they wanted me to, they wanted to try to get me to do an outburst or something like that. Where I'm like, this is horse shit. Yeah. So they would kind of bait me and I was like, well, this is what I think. And I think that doesn't make sense that you're trying to sell people this thing, but you're also not selling them this when they're obviously hand in hand. And because what I did a lot of times, because, uh, well, let me break it down for a second. When I would be in church, the, the first part of it from 10 to 11 was Sunday school, which was like youth group shit like that, where we break off into separate, everybody breaks off based on their age to separate groups. And then from 11 to 12 was the main church service. That's where everybody sat in a big fucking room and listened to one dude talk about stuff and sing and blah, blah, blah. So during that, all everybody, listens to one dude i sat back in the back and read the fucking bible i was just reading stories like okay well cover to cover i'll just read this shit because i'm bored of shit like coloring on books and stuff like that but what i found was hey this is a lot of bullshit (laughs) like i remember reading grimm's fairy tales and it sounds exactly like that so how old were you when it really clarified and you're like this is there's nothing to this it's crap 12 13 ish was when I started having real big questions about it. Um, a lot of people have linked it to when my grandmother died. Okay. Because my grandmother, I mean, my grandmother basically raised me. Like, my parents both worked, and my grandparents lived right next door. My grandmother had, had, like, I think polio or some shit when she was a kid, so she had six inches missing from her left leg, so wow. she wore one of those giant shoes. Yeah. And she was one of the coolest fucking people in the world to me because she didn't take shit from anybody. Boy, just be yourself. If people don't like you you're being yourself, fuck them. Point I'm trying to tell you, son, is be yourself. People don't like how you be yourself, fuck them. Fuck them up against the wall. Where handcuffs on and crazy through on their lips. Words to live by. Live by them, son. Okay, um, I'm gonna go to the club now, uh, Uncle Vester, and just go. You, 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 you go on and enjoy yourself, boy. She was like, I'm basically a cripple, but I'm doing all my shit, so why are you bitching about the potatoes not being done yet? Fuck you. <laughs> and she was very much a, I'm not going to take shit, blah, blah, blah. She, she didn't seem religious. I mean, I know she believed in God and stuff like that, but she didn't have that air. She was more treat people kindly, don't be a dick. And that's what I took from her because she was always like, yeah, I'll welcome you into my home until you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And I'll tell you, get the fuck out. Like, I saw her <laughs> tell people to get the fuck out of her house. Yeah, and they would like be Riley around Christmas, like blah, 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 talking shit. She'd be like, "Get out of my house! This yeah. is my house. Go away." So she was a big influence, and then she died when I was in sixth grade. I'm guessing that's isn't that twelve or thirteen years old, somewhere around there. Yeah, sixth grade. So when she died, I started sitting there going, "Okay, well, am I going to see her in heaven?" And I'm sitting there in the funeral home, and the entire time in the funeral home, all I could do was try to distract myself because I didn't want to think about death. I was like, well, she's gone. So I was like watching a bug crawl up the wall for about 30 minutes, 45 minutes while they were talking because I was still a kid. I was like, I'm going to distract myself from this problem. And while I was doing that, the dude was just talking about like she's in a better place. She's happy in heaven. She's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, how do we know that? Like, how are you just making blanket statements like everything's yeah. awesome on the other side? And that's kind of when it started clicking with the, the questioning shit. Because yeah. I already disproven Santa Claus. So I was like, well, 
<laughs> I, you know, I think that's where in my, uh, now that I'm not a Christian, uh, I often get called out for having never been one, right? So as soon as I start into, they, they can tell I know what I'm talking about from the inside because I was a born again Christian into my 20s. So in my church, I was seen as a, the next generation of minister. And I took a slightly different detour and I went into theater and I met the gays. <laughs> the gays. And the gays showed me that they were not really conspiring to destroy us. They were conspiring to get sex like everyone else. <laughs> They're just trying to teach people to give better blowjobs. And that's, that's right. why I'm pro any girl hanging out with a gay guy. That's right. <laughs> Ask for tips. Guys know how to suck dick. I guarantee any guy could give a better blowjob than any girl ever. <laughs> off the bat. Like, maybe not after experience, but off the bat. If you took a girl and a guy that had never sucked a dick, <laughs> the guy would probably be better at it. You put the wager on the guy. Yeah. Just because... <laughs> Dudes, we know how, we've been touching our dicks since we before we remember touching our dicks. Yeah, we used to fucking sit in the bathtub and try to twist our picker inside out and our. What can I do with this? Pushing on it and shit. It's a weird <laughs> thing, pulling on it, whatever. And it never we really could, stops. Yeah, we we continue to do that. I guarantee I'm gonna be that fucking 85 year old guy if I live that long, still being like, why is everything hanging down? Trying to pull it up <laughs> when it. In all actuality, probably pulling on it stretches the skin, so it's going to hang lower. Maybe they don't have a big dick. It'll um, look big on paper. I don't know. I think too much, too much about what it's going to be like at eighty. <laughs> I don't know. I look forward to being old because I don't want to die. Yeah, I hope well, we figure out that, that whole uh, gene therapy of making vampires or something that's eternal. Because I will jump on that in a heartbeat. A test trial for eternal life. Tap a vein. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, what I was going to say is uh, about being eternal. That is what I've noticed that now that I'm out of the market of Christianity, it seems that that is always the wall I hit is the fear of death. And they won't say it that way. They'll talk about it positively. Like, I am so, uh, I have so much peace with God. I have so much hope with God. But really, you turn it around and really what they're saying is, I'm afraid of dying. Please, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Please, dear God, let me stay alive. I don't want to die. <laughs> I still think I have stuff to do. Yeah, um, destiny. I don't want to stop being what I'm doing. And that's, I mean, I have a I have a huge fear of death. Like, I don't want to die. I want to, that's why I said, like, fucking, if vampires are real, tap a vein, dude. I will hang out all night, eat rats in the sewer. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking kill people if I'm a vampire and immortal. <laughs> like, fucking, I'll just kill shitty people, though. Like, those kids at Denny's that scream and yell over the bench at somebody else. Gone. Well, you just have to have a sense of humor about it. Everyone in their right mind doesn't want to die. Yeah. yeah even if some people that are not in their right mind still don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that, that, that self-preservation mentality kicks in. Like, don't go too, too close to the edge of the cliff. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, I mean, you get people that, like, want to, like, you know, I would die for that person or I would die for this thing. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Would you? Would you really? <laughs> would you? Would you? You just and at times like that, it's when I wish I did believe in carrying guns, because I'd be like, <laughs> click, click. All right, I'm gonna shoot you or her. Yeah. And he goes, uh, and he just, uh, well, you know, I guess you could shoot me. I mean, because uh, now his the reason he was doing that was to be some sort of hero. Yeah, it's easy to say. And then he realizes that if you're dead, you can't get hero worship. And it's, you know, it's just as common for, you know, if there's a, a, an accident in a church and the building's coming down or something, 
people will stampede each other just as much in a church as anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I, um, I don't know, back in high school, so this is some 20 years ago, maybe more, about 20 years ago, Billy Graham came to Toronto. I'm up in Canada. So he came to Toronto, free concert. He had DC Talk, Michael W. Smith. These are like the big names in music for Christians. I went to a, I feel like I was at that same concert tour because I saw DC Talk at a Billy Graham concert in North Carolina. Oh, yeah? Back in 95, maybe? Maybe he was stopping in more than one place. Well, he's based out of North Carolina. Where I oh, is he? That clip yeah. that I have at the beginning for my theme song is Billy Graham between you and Lee. Uh, okay. He's saying, unless you, you know, it doesn't matter how educated you are, unless you come like a little child before God, you'll never know the peace of God. Yeah, I was told, um, I, well, I went to, that was back in when I was like goth cyberpunky type kid or whatever. And I went to that with some of my church youth group friends that actually liked me. They were like, you're funny and you say dumb stuff and you're <laughs> pointing out points. And we like talking to you. So I was the kid that was smoking cigarettes, being the bad kid or whatever at the church. But I went to that Billy Graham concert in vinyl pants and a fishnet shirt when I was thin. <laughs> and they were like, what the, f-? like full makeup too, fucking lips liner, fucking eyeshadow, shit like that. And they were like, the fuck is this guy doing? They were like, they didn't want to let me, let me in. So I had to go wait in the car. They didn't want to let you in? Nope. They well, were like, you're just going to cause trouble. Oh, great. And I was like, I bought a ticket. Let me in. I want to start a mosh pit during DC Talk's bad cover of Teen Spirit that they oh, ripped yeah. off the fucking riff from Nirvana's Teen Spirit song. Did you ever see the South Park where, uh, what's his name, the the troublemaker one, uh, Cartman, decides to go and get into a Christian rock? Yeah. He comes up to that I one Christian... platinum, <laughs> comes to that one <laughs> Christian really band, and they're like, hey, we're really cutting edge or whatever. He's like, yeah, you're real badass. <laughs> and yeah. walks past them. I think he lures them into a closet and locks them in there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Apartment J Podcast. I'm Brian Allen. Yawn. Oh, yawn stretch. I'm so fucking always tired. I said, do you not do like st- like intros like, hey, I'm Reap, blah, blah, blah. Hello, my name's Reap. I'll be joining Brian this evening on this wonderful podcast. I hope you all enjoy it. Now let's go to our station IDs. <laughs> yes, now, let's make, take a moment for this commercial break. Did you I always... Stains in your underwear? Well, we've got the answer for you. But anyways, that, that concert they had, they broke the record at the Sky Dome in Toronto for, at the time. There were people all out on the street. They had speakers set up. And uh, I remember when they first opened the doors, we were there hours beforehand. Like It was dark when we arrived. People were camped out at the front. And uh, when they opened the doors, it was like madness. People were running and stampeding in to get seats because no one was assigned, right? That vision never left me. These were all supposed to be Christians, right? And everyone was ready to smash through each other to get to a seat for a concert. Yeah, it was it's because it was like a boy band mentality. Yeah. It's like, well, oh my god, I want to see who's up there. I'm going to as close as possible. It's generally mission. We got to be at the front. That happened. That that's what happens when you have that mob mentality of anybody. People just fuck you. I'm in front. That's the only time I've ever experienced it, and I hope it's the last. Because uh, the reason I was running after we started was just to not stop because I didn't want people to run into me from behind. Yeah. Yep. And you can see the same thing happen in any fucking um, college thing that's outside. Just go to one side of the field and go, hey, we got free pizza over here. Yeah. And they'll just trample each other to get to it. No one, no one, or uh, free beer. No one is my friend when it comes to being in my way to get pizza. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's the thing. I mean, well, that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, my grandfather and my grandmother instilled like some values in me. Yeah. But they weren't based on religion. Like, I mean, she watched Star Trek and Lost yeah. in Space and PB. Like when I would get home from school, like I stayed at their house because they lived next door. And my parents both worked and she was stuck at the house. So she, I had to watch her fucking stories, which was the annoying part from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Because the fucking soap opera's on. She was like, turn off that shit. I'm watching these shows. But um, in the morning, in the afternoon, I'd watch Star Trek or Lost in Space or something on PBS that was like science-based, stuff like that. And she was like, this is interesting. Watch it. And I'm like, I don't know how to watch it. She's like, you're, you're not going outside. It's hot as shit. Just watch the show. So I'm like, okay. And then I like stuff like that. And it made me, I guess, not a skeptic, but maybe see that people have stories and people have sides of stories. And doing that built that, not so much skepticism, but just built that questioning. And then you end up in church and you're stuck there and you're fucking in, find yourself at a DC talk concert listening to them rip off Nirvana going, what the fuck happened? Uh, Gene Ronberry through Star Trek. First of all, it's amazing how many people will not admit to having watched Next Generation growing up. <laughs> I don't people... remember Next Generation, honestly. I, I remember because she watched the original series. I don't oh, yeah. remember Next Generation until I was older. But either way, Same. with each one of those two shows, I can't speak for ones later, but those two shows, he really slid in some humanist values with me that my parents didn't catch, you know, and they were important. As you say, I don't need a Bible to tell me to do what's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't need a... There's social protocols that we've built, and that's why I hate arguing with apologetic people. Because they always try to say that the Bible creates morals, and they don't understand that morals aren't based on a book. They're based on a societal construct. Yeah. Because we as a people decide what's morally okay. That's why we create laws. That's why we create – we judge other people for doing something that we don't like. That's where we get the idea of morality from, in in my opinion anyway. It's not based on what comes from a Bible. I mean, it might have been loosely based on what the majority of people believed in at some point in time. Like, hey, we don't like stealing. That might be a moral thing. But the reason that we can now we can understand that the reason you don't want to steal stuff isn't because magic told you not to, because you're going to hope magic's <laughs> going to bring you the same thing. It's because, hey, that dude has his own thing. Don't take it away from him, let him have his thing. Try to acquire your own thing that you're equally as happy about. Yeah. About taking it from someone else. And even that idea of not taking it from someone else is a what like the fucking golden rule type mentality of like if you if you have something, treat others the same way, like you don't don't screw other other. Yeah, it's these are just basic ideas I think most of us learn growing up. And you know, when when a child tries to take a toy from another child that causes these problems. If that doesn't change as the child gets older, people will assume there's something wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if I'm, I know I'm not a biologist by any stretch, but I've listened to a bit of Dawkins, guys like him. I think the idea is that these are evolutionary traits that have to do with our social nature. Being yeah. social gives us an advantage, and therefore, the better we are at being social, the more that advantage counts. Essentially, yeah. I mean, well, the group is always more is always stronger than the one. Yeah, sometimes yeah. not smarter, depending on the group. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you can have one bad apple poisons the bunch too, but oh yeah, I mean, you can have a shitty group and a good group, but 
at the end of the day, it seems like the logical group always wins. It doesn't matter what the argument is. People that were anti-slavery were thought as being stupid and shitty at first, but they eventually pushed forward because eventually that, that part of your brain that says, hey, I'm going to be dumb and I want to own people because it's cheap labor, eventually just gets burnt out or dies because you have new kids coming up going, dad, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, that's how it happens over time is somebody going, dad, you're an idiot. Yeah. I, and that's with my kid, I am looking forward to slowly being outdated. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's why I don't want to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a comic say, uh, you know, when you see children, they go over to the door and they put on your shoes. It's because you're about to be made obsolete. <laughs> it's not cute, people. <laughs> I just really don't want to have that day when my kid's smarter than if I had a kid and they're like, Dad, you're wrong about that. Fuck, now I have to kill you. <laughs> Dad is never wrong. Dad is hip and cool. Do these pants not look cool now? Should I get some leopard print pants? Like, what's, what's popular right now? Don't make me get into 80s fashion, kid. You'll regret it. <laughs> yeah, I wore that shit when I was young, too. And then it circled out. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's lots of fun parts about that with religions, how they try to control and manipulate, blah, blah, blah. And they just slowly get dissolved by kids going, uh, Dad, you're wrong. And I think, I mean, that's one of the things that I went through when I was younger. I was just like, my, my parents are kind of wrong about this. I was like, they, they might not be completely wrong about their moral, you know, ideas and things like that, but the way they got them is wrong. Yeah. And it's not always an ends justifies the means. Well, a lot of times the religious people, they have good morals that have nothing to do with their religion and they just associate it with their religion. Yeah. You know, well, what, why, you know, in the Bible, there's plenty of times when people are violent you know, uh, the part in the Bible where Jesus clears out the temple, gets rid of all the money changers? Yeah. Okay, well, it's not just that he's got a whip and he's violent. Do you know how big that area in the temple is? Or I should say was? I have no idea. I didn't read the schematics. <laughs> two, the size of two football fields. And he cleared that out. So the idea that he did it on well, his own. That's, I mean, that's still debatable that he was even a real person. Right. I mean, but assuming he was in the story... That would yeah. require a team of people. He wouldn't be able to do that on his own. That's a really bu busy fucking vigilante. Like going <laughs> from table to table. Yeah. Like just think about it. Like think you had even a football field from high school. And it's like career day. And one dude thinks all the careers are stupid at all the little booths. Yeah. And he's just walking around flipping over tables. Get like out, how get long out. would it take to make your way around a hundred yard and how long would it take to get soldiers, right? Some kind of guards or something. Yeah, just for one dude to be like, fuck this table, fuck this table, that job's stupid, I don't want to do that, and he's just flipping over <laughs> tables left and right. Like, somebody would have jumped on his ass. Yeah, when the, so, Romans, when the Romans show up, they're like, well, why didn't you stop him? What the hell? This must have taken all day. <laughs> yeah, he's still there, like, the lights are out, people yeah. have left. <laughs> He's still like halfway through, uh, like, fuck this table too. I'm done with this one. <laughs> His friends are like, Jesus, calm the fuck down. Jeez. <laughs> There's like three janitors over by the stone wall being like, fuck, we got to bop that. <laughs> this guy's an asshole. We should probably nail him to a piece of wood. 
Yeah, there must have been like a bathroom break in the middle where he's just like, yeah. all right, I'm going to get that table next, but right now i got to really take a shit. Yeah, i got to really go take a shit. <laughs> and janitors are like, we should nail this guy up. We should get him now. He's taking hey, a why shit. why don't we frame him as the fucking next Jewish Christian Jesus? There you go. Perfect. That's why I got nailed up to the, that fucking cross. He, they were just pissed off because he made him clean up shit. Yeah. That's the new uh, history of Christ. <laughs> I wish I had fucking money to film something the pa- like the Passion. Like he just goes in, fl- starts flipping over tables. They take like, you know, six, seven hours. He's still like <laughs> two pissed off janitors. One of them cleans Caesar's fucking palace or whatever the fuck. And he's just like, this guy's a dick. He's just making a mess. It'd be nice if somebody would kill him. Is he doing anything wrong? Not really. <laughs> Just a dick. What if we said he did? <laughs> like, maybe we just say he, like, said he's the new king of the Jews. And they're like, that'd be really funny. He's like, I got some <laughs> friends. I cleaned some nice places. <laughs> and that's how it escalated. The gospel, like, tack his ass up. It's the gospel according to Brian. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like, tack his ass up. Yeah, they're laughing. Like, man, the Romans actually killed him for that. That's hilarious. <laughs> now we got to clean up the fucking blood. It's one Great. thing after another. <laughs> this fucking job. Janitors should unionize. <laughs> There's a job not to have in ancient Judea. That would be a shitty job because you know they shit on that mountain too. Yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm sure if they're crucifying you, you're going to shit yourself. Yeah, they put them in those little fucking white paper bags, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's shit collectors, what it's for. You see, now they don't include that in the movies. <laughs> they did in Dogma. Fucking Golgotha and shit demon. Maybe, well, maybe that's what he meant when he said, I release my spirit. <laughs> I almost fucking spit that beer on the fucking monitor. <laughs> I release my spirit. <laughs> no, but have you seen that um, dude that's going around where he's coming out with a book about, like, Jesus was a conspiracy? Uh, was that the one that Terry was mentioning? Uh... Maybe. No, I don't know. There's a dude that's doing a talk in like New York or whatever, but he's coming out with a book talking about how Jesus was a conspiracy by Roman aristocrats. Yeah, there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot to be skeptical about in the terms oh, of... Oh, yeah, there's tons of it. I mean, I think he's doing it to sell books. Yeah, probably. But um, it's an interesting concept because the parts of it that I take away from are, yes, Rome was in turmoil. Yes, the... Jews were very violent against people. Hey, let's create a thing to make them not violent anymore. Yeah. So basically, That's I hear that. Well, Islam needs a fucking Jesus now, a fake Jesus story. Yep. Some fucking Osama bin Laden type character that's really cool with like fucking, oh yeah, I'm totally fine with everybody. It's cool. Gay guys can touch dicks and girls can have <laughs> He's the modern Jesus. It's updated. Yeah. And basically, then, well, I look at. Islam the same way I look at Christianity. Yeah. Just Islam is about four to five hundred years later. It's yeah. so if you look at what Christianity was doing four to five hundred years ago, they were shitty as fuck. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned to you uh Robert Price, right? Yeah. The Bible scholar. Uh him and a lot of other people, even just historians, I've started really becoming aware of how Christianity it was it's not one thing. It's a transition, like it's an evolution. But Christians in any given century would never associate with each other. Yeah. You know, even now, if you go back 100 years, Christians 100 years ago would think that, uh, you know, the ones we have now are hedonists. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what they do. 
<laughs> it, it evolves over time, and that's the thing. Like, Dad, you're wrong, but I'm going to hang on to some of your things. Yeah. But, Dad, you're still wrong, and then they modify it. That's how we got non-denominationalism. Yeah. That's also how we end up with Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> the counter-reaction. Yeah. So, I mean, all those things just play into the same mindset of, we want to believe in magic. We don't want to be responsible for shit. And I think it's time for a cigarette break. I don't want his cigarettes. And I don't want his or 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 even yours. You understand that? I want my cigarettes, Miss Ratchet. I want my cigarettes. I want mine. Talk on blogs. This one's not a blog. Actually, you know, the strangest thing is I'm defending Richard Carrier's credentials to some theists. <laughs> and I I think he's a lunatic generally in life, but he has solid credentials when it comes to history. Yeah, Dick Carrier's an interesting guy. Yeah, he's it's... misdirected in some... I don't know if he fell into groupthink or what, but he... whatever... He's getting a headache just thinking about it. it, It's one of those things where you go, you have a good set and foundation, but you're just going off and doing things that aren't what you're good at. Yeah, outside of his expertise or his thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of times people that are really uh, intelligent and focused, I find that there's often the danger of not being aware of what they're doing socially in certain ways. Because he came off as a total lunatic with that one article he wrote when A plus was first getting off, I uh, compared him to being the Tom Cruise. So with of, us, so you're against us. Yeah, I said, yeah, he's like the Tom Cruise of uh, of atheism. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those those guys have their own agenda, and that's fine. And they they just executed it poorly. It's a very good example of a good idea executed poorly. Yeah. Because Atheism Plus, and I've said it many times, isn't a bad idea. Like, yeah. hey, we want to have a group of people that also fight for this other stuff. We're all atheists. That's cool, blah, blah, blah. But when you throw down the fucking gauntlet of, well, if you don't like it, you're against us, and you're not a good atheist, you fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. The difference between uh, debating an issue and trying to silence your opponents. Everyone falling in line, groupthink, all that stuff. Yeah, there's it's no good. It's only going to hurt you. Yep. And it did, and then they got really pissed off. Why is anybody listening to us? Dude, you were for social justice, and it looks like social justice beat your ass. Because <laughs> yeah. the society said, go fuck yourself, you're wrong. Yeah, well, I know, uh, I, I ran into a number of people, like at first I was neutral on the item. I didn't really know what was going on. But as I started seeing some of the behavior of the people who are really known for leading it, uh, I didn't like what I was seeing at all. Well, from day one, when the stuff started I guess when the shit started hitting the fan, when people were like, you know, we're fucking social justice warriors and we're doing all this shit. I was like, that sounds great on paper, but trying to do it is going to be nothing but divisive. All you're going to do is create two separate sides and all you're doing is looking for fucking popularity by being controversial. And I don't even say that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I say dick and cunt and stuff like that. Yay, fun. Listen to me say stuff. Yeah. But I, I know what I, I'm honest about what I'm doing. Yeah, there's I'm controversial for funsies. I think you have, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. You have the attitude of you're going to do what you want to do, you're going to say what you think is right. But yeah. you don't feel the need when you disagree with someone 
to say, uh, I'm going to find ways to silence you or punish you. I'm going to like, they wanted to take the whole convention atmosphere and turn it into a system where they control the punishment for yeah. anyone who didn't fall in line by their standards. Yep. And that I mean, is out of line. They're slowly getting less booking engagements at conventions. Except for, uh, uh, this one coming up for uh, American Atheists. There's that number of them on there. That is a different move, I think. That is a draw numbers move as opposed to a yeah. draw people that want to see move. So we'll see if they get on the year after. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, that that is a business move and not a... Yeah, move. no, I agree. I don't think I don't think they ever did it because they were like, let's get them over here. I, I'm sure that everyone on there they thought would draw people and bring in a different type of expertise. Like I say, Carrier in his field, uh, same with PZ Myers in his field, uh, as far as I know, they're both yeah. really well respected. It's when they all of a sudden, you know, and that's the that's the thing that's so hard, right? You want to go, oh, we're having an argument with a theist. I'm going to quote this guy, and then they're like, isn't that the lunatic? And you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's like, isn't that the guy that said everybody that, that's okay with guys is a rape apologist? Yeah. You're like, shit. No, I mean, don't look at that part of his thing. And it's the same thing as we become apologetics about atheism, which is I refuse to do that shit. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't try to. He's not a true atheist. I'm like, yeah, he's an atheist, but he's an idiot. Yeah. You don't have to be a good person to be an atheist. Um, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Atheist just means he doesn't believe in magic. It yeah. doesn't mean he's smart. <laughs> it yeah. means he just didn't get tricked on that one thing. Yeah, so skepticism. You're the first quote in my theme song, because I thought that quote put it so well one day when I was listening to your podcast, that your skepticism... You were talking to the uh, ex-president of American Atheists, actually. And you oh, said... Johnson? Yeah, she was saying, you know... Uh, uh, she was just kind of putting it out there really quick. She said, you know, let's stop being skeptics. Let's stop being this. Let's stop being that. And we're just all atheists. And you're like, well, actually, uh, my atheism is a result of my skeptical thinking. Yeah. I was like, boom, I perfect. Was, I, I, was <laughs> I, I was skeptical about shit before I was an atheist. Atheism is, if you if you don't come from a lifestyle of atheism, like if you come from a religious family or something like that where it's beat into you when you're a kid, the only way, like, I mean, yeah, if you come from a group that your parents didn't have any religious beliefs and they just, you were raised in the atheist mentality or whatever, you might not be a skeptic first. You might just, I don't believe in gods, blah, 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 because I never got brought up with that. But that doesn't necessarily make you a questioning person or a skeptic. I was brought up in religion and I started questioning shit. Going, what is this? Well, you know, I was skeptical about stuff. And I mean, there's a point where skepticism goes too far where you're dumb and you're like, I ordered the chicken. Are you sure this chicken? And they're like, well, yeah, it's obviously chicken. I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm skeptical about the chicken you brought me, and that's where it becomes <laughs> retarded. Yeah. But there's a point where you go, I'm questioning things, I'm skeptical, blah, 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 and you arrive at atheism because it's a logical conclusion to get to because you have no evidence. Yeah. And that's why I was like, you know, you can't – I agree with Ellen that atheists need to be a voting block, but trying to get atheists to be a voting block is fucking impossible. Yeah. Well, she, as soon as you said that, she clarified that she didn't mean to stop actually being a skeptic. Yeah. She was just trying to emphasize the point that you need some unity to get anything done. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I agree with her. I mean, she was one of the most impressive women I've ever talked to in my life. Yeah. Like, I was flabbergasted and in love with her at the same time, and I was just like, you're amazing. Yeah. 
Because normally, and not to be sexist about it or anything like that, normally you don't hear someone that's been through the ringer of politics that is a female to still be that adamant. Yeah. Normally, can... once you go through that ringer, you kind of just... It, it happens with guys, too. Once you go through that ringer, you go, I'll just buckle down and play the game. But she's very much like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, either I'll play the game or I'm just going to bow out and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. You are an inspiration to us all. I'll say. I'm going to start a paper route right now. I've uh, gotten into plenty of arguments with really extreme feminists online over the last year. But I'll be the first to admit, I, I, I acknowledge that certain fields are still harder for women. One of them is politics. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Politics, anything that has a, a majority control yeah. over any type of market, it, it's harder for them to get into because they literally do have to fight harder to get into that. Because to win a guy's respect in a lot of cases, you have to be better than just some dude. Yeah. They could do the exact same thing. And that's, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of their the things they're trying to do with feminism and stuff like that. It sucks that they have to just try harder to get over that hump. And I don't judge people, in my personal opinion, over, I don't care what you have between your legs, but I don't give a fuck about your dicks or hoo-ahs. It's, can you do the fucking job and can you do it well? And I've turned plenty of guys away, like in a kitchen especially, when I'm you know, running kitchens and stuff like that. I've taken girls over guys just because they were better suited for the fucking position. Yeah. You know, I, I worked for one guy one time. He was like, you know, I want to get a girl in here because they're better at getting things clean. And I'm like, that's fucked up. I was like, to think that girls just clean shit better. I've lived with some shitty sloppy ass girls before too. <laughs> like that. Yeah. You can't judge people just because they're fucking theoretically predisposed to doing something when they're upbringing. Not everybody comes from that lifestyle. Yeah. And when you do shit like that, you become more of a problem than you are helping it. But it also comes down to, yeah, it's hard for women out there sometimes in some fields. And it, it doesn't mean that the world is sexist. It means that people are just dumb and uncultured. It doesn't necessarily mean sexism. And, you know, sometimes the solutions that you're looking for, like the problems you're dealing with, are simply not so simple. They're not black and white. I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who's certainly not uh, uneducated or small-minded, and we were having a discussion that came about something about women in, in the industry of stripping and prostitution. And the difficulty of, you know, there's a lot of hardship in those fields. Uh, even if it was legalized, it's difficult to say, well power of the women because there's still a lot of hurt that's in that field so yes it's positive that they should have that choice but at the same time i wouldn't want my daughter to do it because it would be shitty <laughs> yeah i mean if the if the industry wasn't shamed that's a big part of the problem. point it, it, it's the point that somebody just being like i want to shake my titties for fun yeah if it wasn't shamed and it's something that <laughs> people endorsed as yeah she's obviously got daddy issues you know, that's, I mean, fuck, I've dated girls with daddy issues. Yeah, they're great in bed, and it's a blast. But <laughs> it's also, there's a fucking, probably a mental problem there. <laughs> because they've had bad exchanges, and the only way they know how to deal with other men is by sexualizing themselves. Yeah. And it shouldn't be about that. The, the reason that people should be strippers or hookers or anything like that is because they like the sex industry. Yeah. 
that's why they should be doing it, not because they want to fucking appease some other dude and get the approval of some dude. It should be because, hey, I like dancing on a stage and taking my tits out. I'm good at clapping my ass. Give me money for it. Yeah, that's that's them having the power of it, and not because my dad never told me I did good, even when I made A's. So I'm going to go out here and bang 75 other dudes just to get, just to piss them off. Yeah, and that society still pretends that they're such awful people, and yet they make more money in porn every year than Hollywood makes. Hmm, I wonder what yeah. is really mainstream here. <laughs> I would want to see the numbers and how much money is made in porn versus Hollywood. Just just based on the fact that now we can get porn for free a lot easier than we can. That's back true. Back in the day, it was somebody. It had might to buy be killing the porn industry. Yeah, well, back in the day, we had to buy somebody had to buy a VHS, and then they just hand it to their friends. Like, are well, you good jerk off now? Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how the money works now. To be honest, yeah. I don't really keep up on the technical end of it. <laughs> the, in, the industry, the industry really got fucked by the internet. Honestly, the industry actually porn used to set the standard, like Betamax, fucking Blu-ray. Shit like that. I mean, those those industries were set. Blu-ray versus HD DVD was set by what the porn industry and Disney adopted. I imagine that uh, at the same time, though, comparing numbers, Hollywood also got just as screwed. So I imagine that uh, if one fell, they were both toppling down the hill. What, by the internet or by the Blu-ray DVD thing? No, by the internet. I mean, uh, I mean Hollywood still makes its money. I mean, they, they still make their money not as well as they were. But now they do things like tentpole flicks, like fucking Iron Man 3. Everybody's going to go see Iron Man 3. And then they just don't put as much money into development of new ideas. So they, they, they bet more now on sure things as opposed to taking gambles. Either Which, way, either way, I think that even though we can't get rid of all the hardships in the industry, I do think you're right that if we'd stop looking at it as a shameful thing, some of the problems would immediately start improving. For yeah. the people who are in the industry. I mean, then again, we can joke about it and say, like, well, if it wasn't for bad dads, we fat guys <laughs> could never bang hot chicks. So That's not very optimistic. Maybe I it's your know. charisma. <laughs> if, if if my wife ever left me, I would still be at the bar being like, oh, you hate your dad? <laughs> Tell me about it. I'll buy her a drink. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're going to get uh, thrown out of a, of a convention. That's <laughs> I haven't gotten thrown into a convention yet, so if I get... I mean, understanding how people work is not a negative thing. Like, understand that, yeah, fucking guys with mom issues fucking treat women poorly a lot of times as well. Yeah. It's no different. Like, and that's the thing that everybody focuses on, this one-sided problem. It's actually multiple-sided. And they're like, yeah, you know, girls with daddy issues are easy. Yeah, well, guys with mommy issues are shitty to women. Yeah. You know, when they, when their mom was a piece of shit and they didn't, she didn't pay attention to them, blah, blah, blah. It also creates that same fucking judgmental thing about women. You know, like, oh, my mom's just a pushover, blah, blah, blah. My dad beat her or some shit like that. That creates also a hostile work environment for you to live your life the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I'm pro what egalitarian fe feminism has done, creating equal rights, things like that. That's what it should be focusing on, is getting rid of those 
lines in the sand of separation. But it's also understanding that guys have problems too sometimes. I mean, not as bad in the social construct of what we live in right now. Girls still have it way shittier than a white dude does. I mean, I've got it pretty good to be a white dude. Like, I looked out on that fucking lottery drawing. Yeah, I don't mind that observation being made as long as it comes with the understanding of common sense. That just because I'm white doesn't mean I have a, a throne and a, a yeah, I don't, scepter. Yeah, I, I don't get... When I go to work, I ride the fucking free... Like, the public transportation bus. I don't get carried there by four fucking brown people on the chariot. They're not, like, holding <laughs> me up on their shoulders, like, help the white guy get to his job so he can help be a job creator one day. Like, I'm not like that, but I do understand that there are fucking white privileges that I don't want to ever lose, but I want to also give them to everybody else. Yeah, you know, what I would, the way I approach it, the way I explain it when I'm in one of these discussions is I'll say there are things that I'm not as aware of because of experiential differences. That I can accept. But a lot of that can be uh, improved, but just by talking to people who do experience them. They'll tell you about it. I mean, not all of them, but eventually someone will let you know all you have to well, do is listen empathy goes a long way and understanding what like i will never know what it's like to be black or in an inner city like a black kid in an inner city never going to know what that's like but i can talk to people that have grown up that way and in that environment and go dude what the fuck was that like and if they're really candid and really honest i can go man that sucks and i can understand it i will never be able to put myself in that position yeah, because you just can't. Like well, you, you can never put yourself into there. Like you can you can try as much as you want to, to empathize and understand, but you can never be in that position, and that's fine. Yeah, it doesn't mean you still can't have an opinion about it. I guess what I'm getting at is, uh, as long as it's an attitude of reaching out and learning, as opposed to trying to get people to clam up and, and draw back yeah. and go, well, I guess I can't say anything. Yeah, even, even on maybe I shouldn't say, but on Lee's Facebook, people were like. Not on the guy, uh, telling him, yeah, well, you know, maybe you are. Uh, I don't know what the ac- accusations were. Exactly, Stop mansplaining. Yeah, stuff like that. And I was just on there. I was like, this is bizarre. Do you people even follow this guy? <laughs> like, I've I've listened to him for two years. I've never heard him say anything remotely like that. Yeah, and I'm after the, I'm the offensive one on that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm like that too. I tend to shoot my mouth off a lot quicker than uh, someone like him. And I was just like, wow, you guys are picking on... If you want to have a fight, there are places you can fight, but this one's weird. Well, they want to just... they want Their whole point is to shut people down because they think yelling at someone or pointing out... Or trying to point out something will shut them up. And yeah. that's how... That's how people win fights, honestly, on the internet, is try, trying to get someone to a... It's fucking bullying 101. Keep pointing out flaws until you get them to stop talking. And that's what they've kind of adopted. They're all about anti-bullying and shit like that, but their general tactics are bullying 101 from fucking high school. Hey, they said something. Let's fucking point at them and laugh. Let's make fun of this guy because he's doing something. Meanwhile, the guy that's getting pointed out is like, I was talking about your stupid shoes and you're still wearing them. (laughs) You're still wearing them while you're yelling at me. The thing that I pointed out, you're still doing. Yeah. And now you're using it like, look at my shoes. Let's kick him with my shoes on. Like they're using that as a fucking way to attack someone. And it's not, it's not fucking right. And that's why I don't even think they understand what social justice is. Yeah. Sometimes they, they go social justice is 
are just they they've got their own little fucking JLA going on over there. <laughs> but they're all Aquaman. That's right. <laughs> and nobody wants to be fucking Aquaman. But they all are. That is just a sad thought. <laughs> the fish are all gonna have aneurysms. They're all they can't agree once the fish get there. They're just bumping into shit. They're beaching themselves. It's like fuck it. I'll die in the sand. Maybe a crab will eat me. You know, I've I've caught. There are some people online uh, different in different capacities. I've caught being the bully at times, but I really like them. I really wish they wouldn't do it. <laughs> Um, but well, if you... being a bully, like I mean, okay, there's there's a thing with this bullying, blah blah blah. They try to name anything that calls them out yeah. as a bully. Yeah, I, I'm being more specific. Like that that particular thing they're doing in that moment, I find a bullying tactic. I don't mean they are a bully all around as a person. Like what? Uh, well, Justicar is someone I think is brilliant. You ever watched any of his videos? Integral Math. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah, well, there's a couple of issues I disagree with him on, and mostly I agree with him. And I think normally he has a good sense of humor. He's like I say, he's amazing for detail and for sourcing. Well, he went after one of my good friends, Steve Shives, and oh, did I watched he? those that back and forth. Well, Steve used to work with A News, and him and Steve went back and forth for a while. And I couldn't see how either one of them was wrong, but I think they were both having a different argument. That's what I. That's what I find often happens, especially online. But sometimes. Um, He's he just starts getting into legal talk. Uh, this uh, this kid that was shot down in Florida when the trial came out, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, when the, when the verdict came out, I saw that he was having. You gotta remember his name, dude. Your white showing. Oh, oh, well, I'm Canadian, so. Oh, okay. We, we would never shoot anyone. Our country's uh, here. fucking stupid anyway. So <laughs> fuck it. You don't have to know any. I'm, if you know who George Washington is, you're doing good as a fucking northern neighbor. Oh yeah. I've, uh, as a truck driver, the first audio programs I listened to were like two on George Washington. Interesting guy. But anyways, with, with Justicar. Fucked up guy. Well, yeah, he was fucked up. Uh, with, with Justicar on this matter, he was having a legal discussion and he was talking about all this very specific legal jargon and these people were trying to argue with him and they were angry, right? And so the comment that I left was I'm like, you know, in, integral mad. I call him I am. I am you must see that you're having two different discussions here. They're talking about their sense of justice and you're talking about the legal system. And so you're just going to infuriate yourself trying to argue with them. You're having a completely different conversation. And like I say, I like him. I still like him, but he came back. In that with, situation, I would be on his side. Yeah. But he, they're trying to argue uh, specious arguments at best, probably in well, very ambiguous terminology. But what and I meant, he's arguing legally. This is the thing that happens. Yeah. But what I meant was he was coming back and squashing them like bugs and mercilessly. You know, like with me, he made fun of my intelligence and, yeah, it was pretty brutal. I, I don't take it personal. I'm sure he was in the midst of a big fight with all these different people and I just happened to be another name that popped up. He doesn't know me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anyone can get into like a kind of a merciless attitude and decide to try and find people's weaknesses and crush them. But I find it's unproductive. Online, like a type of flame it's wars. Not all, it's not all a rap battle. <laughs> it's not everything's I a mean, rap battle <laughs> when I, if I'm arguing with someone I'm, <laughs> I tell them something they don't know but it was 8 mile this shit <laughs> but I mean honestly 
someone like that that's actually sticking very close to legal law, blah, 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 is better than someone just making up ambiguous terminology. Yeah, and they can do. I would rather that happen because that 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 curtails a lot of the fucking random internet trolls. I mean, even if you weren't being one, if he's tearing that down, that cuts the ability of someone making just statements. Well, people they misunderstood what I was saying, but so I clarified. Some people were jumping on me and saying, uh, you know, the legal system was fine; it did everything it was supposed to. And I clarified. I said. I'm not making a statement about the legal system. I'm not following it, and I'll tell you right up front, I have no reason to doubt that it did. I'm just saying these people are pouring their heart out on an emotional issue. You're not going to get anywhere trying to talk to them about you know, the penal code. <laughs> it's just not going to get So anywhere. we're talking basically about the Trayvon Martin thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that guy killed a black kid. It doesn't matter if he killed a black kid. He killed somebody. Yeah. He shot somebody. The thing is, the standard ground law is dumb as fuck. Yeah. The argument needs to happen where the argument needs to happen. It doesn't need to be over the verdict of the case because the verdict of the case was completely in legal bounds. Yeah. It's the fact that that law exists to make that fucking okay. Well, let me put it That's another, where the problem is. Let me put it another way outside of this example. Have you ever had an argument and you're all a bunch of skeptics that are involved in the discussion and an argument breaks out and you start seeing one skeptic versus another going, give me your examples. Give me your examples. I want specific examples. And you start realizing that even if people throw out examples, they just want more, and then they'll just That's dismiss each other. That's the moving the goalposts. Yeah. So. so even, you know, that's what I'm just talking about. Some people will come yeah. to the discussion, and even if they don't like each other, they want to have the discussion for some yeah. kind of a, of a purpose. Well, but. I, in my opinion, that, that's the wrong discussion to have. When based on Trayvon Martin, that, that case... The argument is that should it be found guilty or innocent because he was found innocent based on the law that exists. Yeah. The problem is the law that exists is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that's where the problem is. I I agree with you completely. And I also see integral math would right away jump us and go, but that's not why he was found not guilty. <laughs> and your pea brains and your pea brains and I was a policeman officer and I know the law. <laughs> Well, he was literally found not guilty because the law states what he was found not guilty because of. Yeah. The problem is the way the law was written. Yeah. The law was you can stand your ground, blah, blah, blah. You can shoot somebody if you think they're attacking you no matter where the fuck you are. Yeah, exactly. That's the law, and that's fucking wrong. The law's fucked up, not what he did. Like, what he did, yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, I want to kill black people, whatever. I don't know his motivations. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I don't know if you watched the newest South Park. That was really funny because they did a whole Trayvon Martin thing on the newest South Park. Oh, I, mean, awesome. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Cartman, yeah, it was. It was good. It was really fucking good. But the problem was that there was a law written that was really shitty, and it benefited people to shoot other. People. They probably didn't have the foresight to see that would happen, but. Lawyers are built to create legal loopholes. Yeah. And argue a fact. And if you can trick a jury into think like into feeling a certain way, you kind of win the day. It doesn't mean like yeah. a jury of your peers means an emotional body that you can influence emotionally. Every now it doesn't mean a, a a qualified it's not a qualified jury. Yeah. They're not law students in that fucking jury. Yep. It's fucking Todd, Ben. Jennifer, Brenda, 
Damien, <laughs> fucking Duke that runs the local store. Fucking is just random people going. I don't want to fucking be here. Yeah, and they should have they should have law like legal interns be jury students. Someone with some kind of background in law, anyways. At least, at least have you read a book on legal things? I've heard cases. Uh, you know, every state's different, and I can't keep. I'm not a, a legal expert at all, but I have heard of examples where the judge was so angry at the jury's verdict he overturned it. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, know that was possible. Stuff like that. They, yeah, they can. The judge can make the final call, but then it goes to appeals court and shit like that. There's a lot of fucking red tape to go through. But I mean, dude didn't do anything outside of the law, but societally, he fucking shouldn't have shot that kid. Welcome to A News. I'm Lee Moore. I'm Brian Allen. Yes. <laughs> Put this in your ear pussies and you can hear it. Or, or earbuds, depending. Or that, too. You would put the earbud into your pussy to hear our oral dictations. I don't know. I can't. Oh my God, Steve, yeah. you're better with words. That is sexy. I think that in this particular case, like I say, most of the time I'm on board with what he has to say. Uh, I'm not talking about Justica. Um, but in this case, I would say it's a much bigger picture than he was being specific, and that's why he was able to win his argument so well. But it's also the fact that, you know, the police didn't immediately do their job like they're supposed to. And there's all kinds of data that was missing. And like I say, these people are more concerned about what's going to happen next time. Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest argument I've seen is flip the roles and it would have been an open and shut case. If it was a black dude and a white kid, they would have fucking yeah, closed. That would, that dude would have been fucking on death row. Plus, he's like, having that's... problems with his wife now where she's saying that he threatened to shoot her and stuff. Doesn't yeah, look good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but it's not like that's going to come back into play. The, nobody's going to get that dead kid back. That's yeah. the thing that, yep. like, you you want to punish the person, but you're never going to get the dead kid back. Yeah, you just want to see justice happen, and justice didn't happen. Yeah, it wasn't like he was robbing a convenience store and been like, "Give me that fucking orange soda. I want to fucking shoot you in the face." And he was like, over by the milk, and he was like, "I have a gun." <laughs> <laughs> I'll save the day. It was, there's some suspicious kid in a hoodie in my neighborhood. He's what happens to the Scooby gang when they don't stop when they're young. Yeah. Well, he's out there fucking bouncing around behind bushes and shit like, <laughs> fucking run around ducking and dodging and shit like that. I'm like, dude, fucking go back inside. Yeah, like, nothing bad would have happened. There's something not right with someone who's doing that in the first place. You have to have some little... Uh, a delusional state of your own identity or maybe paranoia. I thought it was fucking Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but not a very good Batman because Batman doesn't use fucking guns. <laughs> and now we see why. Yeah. <laughs> Could you see Batman in a legal battle like this? <laughs> like he accidentally kills some kid or some shit and he's just in court in his suit and with a fucking cowl on. <laughs> and like, Batman, how do you play? He's like, no guilty. <laughs> why do I have to be here? Joker's on the other side. Your Honor, this man killed someone with a batarang at point blank range. <laughs> yeah. That would be actually an awesome fucking, just a scene. Just Batman. <laughs> well, it's self-defense. <laughs> we have the laws here. It's Florida. <laughs> I was standing my ground. So you a comic book guy? Uh, yeah. 
I, okay, I like comics. I like the idea of comics. I don't read that many. When I was a kid, I didn't get to read like Batman stuff like that. I read like Richie Rich and Dennis the Menace because my mom had all the comic books from when she was a kid. Yeah, and she was just like, "Here's a big box of cartoon stuff." So I read like the original Dennis the Menace, like the big thick books that were that are from like the fucking fifties and sixties. And I grew up with that. And my friends were like, "Did you read Spawn?" And I'm like, "Nah." Yeah, well, I'm Spawn. Yeah. This, I'm checking out what <laughs> Dennis is doing this week. He's pissing off this dude, Mister Wilson. But it changes now with the movies, right? It used to be that. The only movies they could make right seem to be uh, Superman, occasionally, like originally, not number four. Well, here's, yeah, <laughs> with, with, with the comic book movies, like I love the new breed of comic book movies. From the late 90s to early 2000s, comic movies sucked. Yeah. They were all just shit. But the way they're redoing them now, like the new Superman movie was awesome. <laughs> Iron Man loved all of them. Justice League, I'm not, Avengers, not Justice League, was awesome. Me and my wife were just talking today in the car trying to figure out who should play what characters yeah. in the new Justice League shit. Because, I mean, they've already got Ben Affleck as Batman with a new Superman movie. People seem pissed off about that. I'm like, give Ben a chance. <laughs> but, you know... If we fine. hadn't we already given him out. so many chances. <laughs> he, really, Argo? Great. Um, he was great in Chasing Amy. He was great in a lot of movies. Ben Affleck isn't a shitty actor. Just he's had a lot of shitty roles, and a lot of times that comes down to the director as well. Because if you're directing something and somebody gives a shit performance, you say, do it again. You don't go, eh, cut, roll with it. Yeah, well... That, that comes down, because he's only doing what he's told to do. That's what an actor... I am yeah. acting like what you're telling me to, to act To do, like. yeah. That's, so... As a rule, as a, by far and wide, you're right. Like, I, I went to school for theater, right? And that is why the director's there even for stage, is that you can't see what you're doing from the outside. And also, you need an arbitrator whenever one's ego is getting to play. <laughs> yep. There are a few exceptions, but that's only when you get to guys like Tom Cruise, who uh, at least he used to be that way. I don't know if he still is, where he just has well, his I mean, own you idea. You also have people like fucking Bruce Willis. Like I'm, I'm not. A, I like Bruce Willis as an actor. Or Robert Robert Downey Jr. is a good example. Great actor, good yep. character actor. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. Actually, um, the other dude, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, he commissioner gordon and oh that. yeah yeah he also played in the harry potter movies and a whole bunch of other stuff yeah, yeah. His name? He's, a, he's a great uh fucking character actor we can't remember his name that's what you get for being talented he's a good character but... actor. I mean, he, was, he was the bad guy in fucking fifth element yeah oh yeah uh, uh, fuck i can't remember his name it'll come to me though you keep talking yeah, i'll check things it like, yeah things like that i mean I, I can't hate on Ben Affleck for being Batman. I mean, I think he can do it. I think people are going to be pissed about it, but that's because they're not going to watch it. At, remember how many people were pissed off about Heath Ledger? Like, the Night's Tale guy's going to be the Joker? <laughs> or the dude from 10 Things I Hate About You is going to be the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it does work One out. of the best Jokers fucking ever put on fucking film. To be honest, I... Uh... I've been more into Marvel comic books my whole life. And, uh, I, you know, I watched that last Superman that everyone seemed to hate so much. I didn't see what was so bad about it. Man of Steel? I thought it was awesome. No, that one I haven't watched yet. Uh, I've been you talking about the one with Brandon Ruth? Yeah, the one before that. Like, the in the eye? Yeah, it, it was wasn't... Zack Snyder flick, right? What's that? I think it was Zack Snyder that directed that. 
Uh, well, I don't know. I just went to the movies one night, and I thought it was pretty good. People seemed to really hate it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the Lois Lane actress or whatever, but that's nitpicking. You know? Good graphics, good special yeah, Man, effects. Man of Steel, I thought the newest Superman movie, Man of Steel, was really good. <clears throat> I thought they portrayed him well, the conflict, all that, blah, blah, blah. I think they had a good bad guy in the movie. It was it was fairly well done. Um, the next one that they're doing where they introduce Batman as, as Ben Affleck or whatever, people got all pissed off about it. I'm like, well, give him a fucking shot at least. I'm like, if if you don't like it, don't go. And that'll quickly tell the studio where to spend their money. But to read for Batman in an already multi-million dollar franchise, he had to do a good fucking job. It wasn't like he just called his buddy and was like, dude, I want to be Batman. And well, they were like, all right, I'm not going to risk that that investment on just somebody being like, I want to be Batman. It all depends on how they're going to run it. If they've given it to a creator and they're like, this is your baby, make it fly. And if you make it fly, we'll give you this many more movies and this much more money. I think it's still the previous director. What's that? I think it's still the previous director, the one that did Man of Steel. Okay, so he... I think it's yeah. the guy that did Watchmen or whatever. It's the last I heard was the guy that did Watchmen. Like with with Schumacher, when he picked uh, George Clooney, I know he just went... He said he was on an airplane. Are you still with me? I've lost your video. Hello? Still? Hello? Okay, you're still there. I lost hey. your video. My internet must be going screwy. You can hear me? Yeah. Well, yeah, the audio, the whole call dropped. Is it still recording though on your side? Yep, still recording. Okay. If it uh, stops recording, I'll be angry at it and I'll smash it with a hammer. Then I'll fix it. <laughs> By the way, Gary Oldman was the name of the guy. Yes, him. He's a great character actor. So yeah, with uh, Clooney, see, the internet wanted me to stop talking about him. We still hate him for this. Uh, what happened was the director was on a plane and he he picked up a magazine with Clooney on the cover and he scribbled the Batman mask onto him. He was like, perfect. And he never auditioned for it at all. So it depends. Most of the roles are auditioned, like you say, but you never know. That wasn't as big of a budget, though. Yeah, that's probably going to be quite the budget. Yeah. Well, you're looking at the take-home. Like, Clooney, yeah, he is a good take-home, but back then, not as much. Because that was, that was pre-Ocean's Eleven and shit like that. And it's also... Um, Pre just f- fandom. I mean, you know, you got Michael. That was pre Batman being an iconic role. Yeah, because you had the Michael Keaton, you had the Val Kilmer, then you had Clooney, I believe. And it was a shit movie, and they didn't pump money into it. They pumped money into the fucking um, Dark Knight trilogy. Well, most of the they money went money into Schwarzenegger into being in it. I think. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They they pumped. I think Robert Downey Jr. made one hundred fifty million dollars for Iron Man three. And it was a like three hundred million dollar movie. Wow! Half of the salary was his salary, but you know what you're getting with him. Yeah, you know, yeah. he'd already done it twice, so I like the way he's be, developed as an actor too. Robert Downey Jr. is awesome, but I mean, playing Iron Man is not hard for him because that's just him. Like I've watched behind the actor studio and shit where he's just sitting there talking, but before Iron Man ever happened, he's just Tony Stark. He's that guy. He's that fucking stupid, rich, fucking playboy type guy that's just like, yeah, I'm rich as fuck and I can do whatever I want to. Yep. And they were like, oh, well, here's some words. Can you just say these words? And he's like, well, am I English or what What kind of character am I? I was like, nope, just read the paper. 
because he's basically <laughs> that guy. Yeah, like Patrick Stewart with uh, Professor X. Yeah. Can you just say these things any way you like? It'll be good. Yeah, just here's a piece of paper. Read that, basically. Just don't let the camera see the paper. Well, and by the way, you won't have to walk for this movie. We're going to push you around everywhere on a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> you can even sit down for the entire fucking time. <laughs> just don't nap. We're good. <laughs> Try not to nod off. <laughs> yeah, he. that's the comment he made in an interview once. He said it was a role that was made for him. He's never had one so easy before. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. probably felt about Iron Man. He was like, so I got to punch a guy? And then what? I just pretty much be yourself. Okay, cool. YOLO. <laughs> uh, another curiosity. Can I have a check? Another curiosity I have, actually, before I forget, is I have never heard how you and Reap met. How did you guys meet up? You do a lot of work with him now. Um, Me and Reap met. We had him... Actually, he had me on Reap so or he had me on Angry Atheist at one point in time a long time ago as an interview person because we had met through Al Stefanelli, I believe. Because Al was on Al used to run a thing called the United Atheist Front. And he ran that probably three years ago. Lee was the chapter member of North Carolina for the United Atheist Front. So we had Al on the show. Al did a show with Reap called Reap So Radio. I think Al might have mentioned me to him, possibly. I'm not sure on Reap. I don't know how he found out who I was. But we talked to each other, and then he had me on the Angry Atheist for an interview. So we did a two-hour interview or whatever. And then after that, we just kind of started bullshitting randomly. And one night, I was one of my previous co-hosts of Apartment J was not available. His computer fell apart. So I was like, well, hey, man, I need somebody to do a spot tonight. And Reap was like, I got time. So we, I had him on Apartment J, which is just a random bullshit show. And we had a good fucking time hanging out and just bullshitting. And so after that, I was like, well, dude, would you want to do this like on the regular? So we started doing Apartment J's podcast together. And then I started being on Reap's Radio with him. And that's kind of where it is now. I mean, Apartment J is out there somewhere in the ether right now, but I do reap so radio every week. Cause I don't, I don't know if he likes me or hates me, but um, <laughs> I really like hanging out and talking with him. Cause he's a fun dude. He's one of those guys that'll put me in my place more than a lot of the other people that I hang out with. <laughs> so just be like, Brian, that's stupid. Shut up. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure if he, uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm pretty sure if he didn't like you, though, he'd tell you. That's just the way yeah, he's... He would. he would very much tell me. I'm pretty sure he would be like, yeah, you're not on the show anymore. And I'd be like, I'd go home and cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, really, I really enjoy that show. Like, it's a really fun show because there's, like, a lively chat room. Yeah, that's it's what... Fun. It's the only live show I listen to as far as podcasts each week. Yeah, I think he, I think he likes me there just because I have inadequate fears about meteorites. <laughs> <laughs> and other them shit and I'll, I'll be I'm totally fine with being the butt of a lot of jokes and I think that's another reason he enjoys me being around is because I can take getting picked on and not fucking cry about it yeah, somebody will talk shit to me I'm like okay well what's next you know one of these days an asteroid might hit and then then who'll be laughing when it dude the day that fucking thing touches down in Russia <laughs> Boom. 
message. Hey, dude, what's up with that fucking uh, saying we don't know about asteroids or whatever? <laughs> I have valid fears. Yep. Well, that's one, you know, like I say, scientists say that it's not a matter of if, but when. So there you go. I guess he just laughs at the fear. He's hanging, he hangs back. I mean, yeah. I, I get I, I get abnormally scared of random things that don't happen. Like I'm scared of falling in the shower when no one's in the building. And he makes fun of me for that because I do have abnormal. Like I used to have this rule that I would never take a shower if no one else was in the house, just because I couldn't yell for help if I fell down. Have you ever thought about doing a comedy show? Because a lot of that type of thinking would be great for making little uh, skets or sketches or whatever they call it. People keep telling me <laughs> to do that. I mean, a lot of people do keep telling me to do, like, you should do stand-up or you should do this or you should do this. And I'm like, I like just talking to people about stuff. Like, I would do, I like doing live podcasts because a lot of my jokes are based on in the moment. Like, what's coming up next? Like, can we make this funny? I mean, the thought of, like, I mean, I've got some stand-up comedian friends, and they're like, yeah, you got to hone it and craft it. And I'm like, eh, it's work. <laughs> Can I just be, like, funny the, off the spot and go forward? Because I really hate the idea of repeating a joke. It's funny, guys. I'm scared. I'm scared of, like, the weirdest stuff, guys. Don't judge me. Like, I'm scared of the weirdest stuff. Like, I'm scared of people facing the wall. That's creepy to me. Like, somebody just facing the wall, just real tight. Just... I'm scared to pee in the bathroom if it's a fly in there. Like, if it's an active fly in the bathroom, if it's moving around a lot, I'll abort mission every time. Because I don't want it landing on my penis, guys. Well, you know, people have told me I should try doing stand-up comedy, but I have my suspicion that it would just uh, end up me being uh, someone who's explaining a lot about what's supposed to be funny instead of just saying the joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I know, like, uh, not to be arrogant, but I know that I am a funny person, and I can make people laugh pretty much mid-conversation. But it's one of those things where, like, okay, well, if i got to craft a joke, that's, like, fucking something I have to do. I have to sit down and I write yeah. it down and then figure out how to make other people that I don't care about laugh. Like, I really enjoy conversations like this where I'm just trying to get you to laugh. Yeah. And then if the audience also hears it and they enjoy it, fucking pluses. But I don't really care if anybody laughs at my jokes. <laughs> well, that's why I, when I decided to do a, a podcast, I enlisted a friend that we would do it together. He goes by the name Smashlock. Yeah, no, uh, Well, today he's, uh, tomorrow's a wedding we're going to, and he's in the wedding party. You know, I was in a wedding today. Oh, you were in, you were in the wedding party? No, I was just sitting in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was like, well, I think our, uh, our mutual friend is going to be a little upset if I skip out on the, uh, how do you call it, the rehearsal? Tell him you got a show. <laughs> Get over here right now. I don't care. <laughs> yep. Just tell me you gotta do a show. Gotta show up. My wife was like actually sad and I like I was like, dude, I gotta be on the show at like because we were hanging out with one of the people from the wedding and we went to a bar together because it was a dry wedding. There was no booze at the wedding. Oh. And I was like, I really have to go get a beverage. <laughs> so we're hanging out and one of our friends came from the wedding. 
and she was hanging out, and that's why I wasn't home at eight specifically, because she was like, "Yeah, I'll get another one." I was like, "Oh wait, I was gonna pay the tab and go, but she ordered another one, so I can't leave her here." <laughs> okay, I'll get another one. And then we're getting in the car. She, my wife goes, uh, "We need to get gas." And I'm like, "Really?" She's like, "If you want to get home." <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's fine. We can get gas." But even then, I was still like, my family knows that uh, hey, I have a show. It's really funny when my my mom um, works at a the church I was kicked out of. Oh, does she? Yeah, she's the secretary there, and it's really funny whenever she calls me on Sundays because she knows I do I do a news on Sundays. And a couple weeks ago, she called me. She was like, hey, what are you up to? And I was like, you know, I just got off work, you know, going home, getting ready for the show tonight. She was like, oh, yeah, you have your Atheist News show tonight, right? And I was like, yeah. She was like, okay, cool. Well, I figured I'd give you a call before I go into Bible school. Because she, like, runs the Bible. Like, she yeah. is doing paperwork or whatever. She's like, okay, cool. We'll have a good show tonight. And I was like, have a good Bible school tonight. <laughs> <laughs> have fun with that. Because my mom, I mean... She's one of those good moms that loves me because I'm her kid, not yeah. because of what I do. Right. And I've told people the same thing. My parents are still uh, Christians. They tend to go to the same types of churches. Like I say, our background is Mennonite evangelical. Yeah. And so they go there, and I never tell them to stop. And they don't, uh, like, sometimes we'll get into a small discussion, but it's never like you've betrayed us or we're embarrassed. Yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah, I think that's how people should be. If yeah. more people were like that, we wouldn't be fighting a fight in general. Probably, yeah. See each other as human? That'd probably help. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care if you live with magic. Just don't pass laws based on your magic. I've even stepped in sometimes when uh, some really, what I consider, overzealous atheists in the skeptic community, they'll be attacking Christian skeptics or religious skeptics on an issue that seems really uh, unnecessary. So yeah. I, well, the way my attitude is that because I believe in my principles, I shouldn't always have to try and push other people to conform. Yeah. If they're willing to engage on some level, I think it will help them see my point of view. Well, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people that are like hyper, like even super religious. Like I'm a minister in a church or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I don't care what you believe in. That doesn't matter. Just don't make it a, don't vote on it. Like don't make laws based on your religious opinion. Right. That's all I care about. Like, don't don't ruin it for the rest of everybody else that doesn't care what you think. Just because you think they should. Oh, uh, another thing I was going to tell you is I think that you were saying uh, Bart Ehrman, uh, text, yeah. textual scholar. Yeah. Uh, he's in North Carolina, you said, right? Yep. I, I believe the guy I mentioned to you also lives in North Carolina. Price. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Yeah, well, Bart Ehrman teaches at uh, UNC College. Yeah, the, as I can understand it, there's still only so far you can go when it comes to questioning Christ as a historical person. Uh, so he, he does a lot of that. Uh, well, uh, Ehrman doesn't. Ehrman says he was a historical person, but he questions the Bible as being, he says it was forged. And he goes through and talks about all the forgeries. But that's where he'll draw the line. And I think it has a lot to do with that. Like I say, he wants to keep himself within the university yeah, academia. Well, my wife's father teaches at, at that school as well. So, yeah, he's a professor there. The stuff I've listened to is brilliant. And in particular, if you ever want to, 
uh, read a book or you want to listen to it while you're in transit and you get an audio, uh, it's forged. It's brilliant. That's Airman. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know what he's been doing. I mean, I was talking to my father-in-law about getting him on the show, and he was like, "Where's well, his fucking phone number?" Because he works with him. Oh wow! Call him nice. Want to, so you got contacts, inroads. Yeah. <laughs> you know people. I get those hookups. They just don't have money. <laughs> All right. Anything else you wanted to ask me? Because I'm gonna go soon. Alrighty. Um, well, uh, I don't think I have any specific questions. Uh, generally, like I say, the show is about uh, breaking out a group think, thinking for yourself. Uh, any thoughts on that in particular? Everybody should think what I think. <laughs> I might start the show off with that quote. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, groupthink isn't bad if it's a good group. I mean, everybody working together is always better than nobody working by themselves. But, I mean, there there's positive and negatives, and weighing those versus weighing other things is where it gets weird and tricky and like well I think this is important I don't think that's important well how do we find a common ground maybe we don't maybe sometimes you don't find a common ground with someone but you can at least not be a dick yeah it's good philosophy I like it how many beers have you had since we've been talking four five well you'd be fucked if it was Canadian beer Oh, dude, I, I started, I had like five before I got home. <laughs> so you this can. Is ten total all in. So you can hold your liquor. Good to know. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Professional alcoholic, sir. Alrighty, well, thanks for taking some time. I dude, appreciate it was it. fun. Awesome. Glad to do it. I'll... I enjoy um, sitting around and bullshitting with people. Well, you know how to reach me in several ways, and I'm, I'm going to be following the stuff you do. Your new uh, podcast on on tech and the gaming. Uh, this is when it's going to happen when the new systems come out, right? Uh, yeah, we're we're shooting for. I've got some. I'm um, I'm setting up meetings in the next two weeks to talk about the format stuff like that. And I want to launch at least one episode before the new systems launch, and then we'll go forward from there. So hopefully by early November, end of October, early November is when I want to do at least one episode. And have that come out just because I want us all to fucking sit down and chit chat because we're a goofy bunch of fucking people that I work with. So hopefully it'll be funny. I mean, it's not going to be atheist related. It's not going to be any of that shit. It's just going to be talking about video games and or just dumb wherever the story takes us. But yeah, well, I like video games. So good enough. Yeah, and there's always, I mean, there's always going to be an atheist point of view coming from me and some of the other people on the show because it's not like there's hardcore Christians on the show that are going to be on there. It's, it's We're all basically <laughs> like, some of them are like agnostic deist type people, but they don't really have opinion in general. So yeah. we'll none, see what happens. It none, should be fun though. None of them are going to be uh, condemning any of your games for being satanic or... Yeah, they're not going to be like, don't play GTA <laughs> because you'll go to hell. And it'll be like, you need to shoot more hookers in GTA because it's awesome when you do that. There's an achievement for it or something like that. You know, my favorite thing on that game so far is just driving down the sidewalk at full speed. <laughs> it's it's amazingly joyful. 
Everybody just does fucked up shit in that game. I've been trying to hook up with hookers the entire time. Nobody's talked to me yet. I I I'm I have purposely not done missions because I went to like the shitty districts in the town. Okay. And, and I'm just like, why well, won't any girls talk to me? Like I'm pulling up in front of a nice car, getting out, and be like, hey, what's up? And they're like, ah, and running away. And they run away. And I'm like, come on, somebody touch my dick in this video game. <laughs> you can walk around with a knife in your hand, and no one runs away. But as soon as you pull out the gas can and start pouring gasoline on someone, they run. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Alrighty, man. Well, I'll let you go. Like I say, I appreciate you showing up for uh, for a talk. Yeah, sorry I was late, but it was fun. No problem. And I will talk to you later. Have a good one. Alright, see ya. Bye. So thanks for stopping by. I hope that you've had a good time that we haven't upset you too much. For anyone who's emotionally saddened at some of the topics we had to bring up today, I'd like to leave you with a final thought. Dick sticks dick, dick sticks dick, dick sticks dick, dick sticks dick, dick sticks dick.